0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Ahead of what is potentially a title winning weekend Stephen Gerrard's not bothered about when Rangers get over the line As he's also hit with a notice of complaint for Wednesday's red card Delaying the title party isn't a priority for Celtic According to John Kennedy And Scotland's absolutely intent on hosting Euro matches According to the First Minister I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Mark Guidi and Hugh Keevans well, even if Steven Gerrard does eventually get a touchline ban, I'm sure it won't make any difference to him if he's a title winner before he starts his sentence. And that's why the question of the weekend is, will they or won't they? Will Rangers put away St Mirren at Ibrox tomorrow easier than they did Livy on Wednesday? And if they do, will Celtic survive a trip to Tannadice on Sunday without dropping any points? The right sequence of results and Rangers are champions. The wrong sequence and there's a title showdown at Celtic Park in two weeks' time with Stephen Gerrard on the touchline. Yeah, it's uh, exciting times this uh, weekend. If you're a Rangers supporter, if you're Stephen Gerrard or a Rangers player, the title now is very much uh, within touching distance. And for Celtic, for John Kennedy... Uh, and these players it's, it's a chance to show That they've got something about them That they can delay it uh, Certainly this weekend And then beyond Because of a chance To play Rangers At Celtic Park And, and John Kennedy uh, I'm told Gordon Is very much in the frame He is very much in the frame And if he has a good run Between now and the end of the season Particularly the Scottish Cup Being up for grabs There is every chance That John Kennedy Could become the next permanent manager at Celtic 0141 951 1025 There is a lot going on Because it's a huge weekend On the pitch As we told you Stephen Gerrard's been offered A one game ban As punishment For that red card At Livingston During the week Alfredo Morelos' appeal Into his diving Yellow card Is ongoing So we'll hopefully have a verdict For you on that Between now and the end of the show And like we say Loads of other big games Coming up this weekend as well So don't hang about Don't take any chances 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. If it's on the pitch, how are you feeling ahead of this weekend? Rangers fan Stephen Gerrard says he doesn't care how or, or when they win the title as long as they do. How do you feel about it? How much do you want to win it at Celtic Park or does that not matter to you? And Celtic fans on the flip side, I assume you want to win every game. So you, you want to win this weekend. You don't care if that sets up a title showdown at Celtic Park next week or maybe you're going to come on here and be honest enough to say that would be my worst nightmare I don't know you can surprise me 01419511025 let us know or Twitter at Clyde SSB um, Hugh we always knew that a big day like this would come this season it was either going to be 10 was going to get won or 10 was going to get stopped what we perhaps didn't expect is that it would be stopped this early and that that's the, the reality this weekend potentially yeah, I mean, Celtic's season started to implode very early on. Uh, Rangers' season just gathered pace, went from strength to strength. Uh, I do think that uh, Rangers will beat St Mirren tomorrow. Uh, with all respect to Jim Goodwin, who's the only manager to have beaten Rangers in any domestic competition or European competition, for that matter, this season. Uh, and then it's down to Celtic. Uh at Tannadice, they needed an Albion Ayeti goal early in the season, uh, a late goal from Ayeti to get Celtic three points. I do think that if John Kennedy wants the job, 
then he has to win at Tannadise and beat Rangers on the 21st as well. Uh, Mark Guidi, there's also the disciplinary side of things Alfredo Morelos ongoing Like I say, stay tuned between now and the end of the show And I'll give you that verdict as soon as it breaks Would you expect him to be successful in his appeal? Yeah, well he should be If there's any justice, yeah, uh, it will be Because it wasn't a die, it wasn't simulation uh, It was a clear foul by Strajek on him John Beaton got it wrong And uh, you know the, the SFA should be holding their hands up to that Hugh Cavens, are you going along or would you disagree with that? Oh no, I agree with every word. Um, John Beaton made a mistake, a bad mistake. The other officials joined him in, in making that mistake. Uh, that's why I have a sympathy for uh, Stephen Gerrard as well. If the referee doesn't make the mistake, Stephen Gerrard doesn't lose his temper at half time and doesn't get a red card. So, in terms of the discipline on behalf of uh, Morelos, no case to answer. Uh, on the case of Stephen Gerrard Yes, a case to answer But an unfortunate one Created by a referee's mistake Oh well, you're in agreement on that I'll have you fighting about something Between now and 8 o'clock 01419511025 Stephen Gerrard says he doesn't care How Rangers win the title As long as they get over the line He's also planning some Minor Ibrox and training ground renovations When they clinch the trophy I think every fan deserves to think and want Whatever they want You know, they're entitled to their own opinion People will want this to happen uh, For their own satisfaction For me, um, it's about becoming champions As quick as we can in, in any way we can do that I don't think you can you can choose Sometimes it's out of your control The important thing for us as a group Is to just keep winning football matches And it'll happen when it happens But, you know, the, Totally respect the fact that some fans might want to win it this way or might want to win it that way, but I don't think anyone will be complaining when we actually get this over the line. The important thing is to um, get that trophy back, get 55, knock all the 54s off the walls, change them. That's the main thing for me and really add to the wonderful history at this club. That's, that's the key. If it happens on Sunday, if it happens in April or May, I don't care as long as it happens. Um, for me, the important thing is get three points and it's obviously 99.9% done. Rangers fans, how are you feeling about that though? Would you rather just win it as early as possible, get the, the kudos for doing that, wrap it up this weekend, hope that Celtic slip up, or are you actually going to surprise me, cheer on Celtic on Sunday and hope that you can then do the business against your rivals next weekend? Let us know. 01419511025. Let's speak to Craig, who's a Rangers fan, first through tonight. Hi, Craig. Hi, uh, Gordon. Martin here. Hope you're well. Thank you. Okay. Hi. <laughs> um, I want to say... Uh, tend to agree with much of what Stephen Gerrard was just saying there. Um, for me personally, I'm not bothered whether we win it this weekend or whether we win it at Celtic Park. Of course, you know, the, the symbolism of stopping 10 in a row at Celtic Park would be quite special. Um, you know, the last time we won a league title at Celtic Park, I was four years old. So for me, it would really be the first time I could say I've experienced it. But at the same time, I don't think it matters because if we win tomorrow, the best Celtic could do would be to match us in points anyway. And even then, they would have to overtake a 20-plus goal uh, goal difference as well. So um, I'm of the opinion that even if Celtic win on Sunday, as long as we win tomorrow, it's it's done. I mean, I think it's probably already done, but I, I think, you know, it, it's done anyway, even although technically on goal difference they could tip us. But, um, you know, so that's why I'm not bothered. I also think, and I don't know, what Hugh and Mark would think of this I think Gerard should appeal his ban only on the basis that doing so means he can be in the dugout this weekend where we could win the league title um, and he'll still be there in the Celtic game anyway 
And if he misses a game after that, who cares? Because we've won the league, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, we're champions at that point. Because um, he deserves to be standing in that dugout, whether it's this weekend or at Celtic Park, when you know we officially clinch the title, or as good as do it, as we would do by a, a win tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Hugh Craig echoes sort of what Stephen Gerrard saying. Doesn't really care when it is, um, but he says that the symbolism of having it next game, next time out at Celtic Park, was something that. Obviously would, would appeal in a certain way to some Rangers fans Craig uses a very opposite word there The symbolism, it's very important The optics, call it what you will uh, I have been born in this city, Gordon I will die in this city And I understand the culture of this city And many Rangers supporters, the majority Would rather win the title at Celtic Park, I think And have that moment of symbolism Others will say no I'd rather win it on Sunday, get it over and done with as soon as possible. But we're a simple, uncomplicated folk when it comes to the rivalry between Celtic and Rangers. And I think the majority of Rangers fans would like to win it at Celtic Park. Uh, Yeah, I I think that would be the icing on the cake. I mean, it's just about winning it. I mean, Kay, I think you could have saved yourself a lot of... uh... Arithmetical headaches Beginning to goal difference And all that The league's won So you don't need to worry about that The league's won It's just a case of when Rangers go over the line Whether it's going to be On Sunday at quarter to two Or whether it takes until The 21st of March Or after the international break But the league will be won um, When you do it I don't think that important But I think Stephen Gerrard Would be you know Looking to break the 100 points mm. Barrier at the moment You know Rangers could uh, Achieve 100 and uh, Six points I think So something like that There's different We kind of milestones And targets within um, Winning uh, The league But you know When it happens First thing you've got to say It's been a um, A catastrophic season For Celtic But Rangers 100% Deserve to win it And that should never be forgotten Despite what's going on At the other end of the city The complacency All the different things Rangers have been very, very good And they have delivered when it mattered I mean, Craig, would you expect Celtic to win on Sunday? Is that, is that what you're kind of bracing yourself for? That it, it does roll on to the meeting between the sides? I mean, I would expect them to win But with the season they've had, to be honest, Gordon I wouldn't be putting it on my tune um, You know, at the end of the day Whether Celtic win or not And listen, I would be lying to you if I said You know, I will watch the game on Sunday Because, you know, it's on the television So I will watch the Celtic game uh, with curiosity but at the end of the day I would expect that Celtic should go out and get three points um, and I think at the end of the day, it's just about getting it one whether it's there or whether it's not because you know what Mark was saying there's right we've had a terrific season this year uh, this season Rangers we've been consistent all through it you know we were told prior to Christmas you know I, I listened to Super Scoreboard as innumerable amounts of Celtic fans were coming on and telling us how it didn't matter how far Rangers were in front they were going to collapse in the new year and Celtic would run away with it then well that's not happened because at the end of the day you know just because these things previously happened it was, nothing was ever guaranteed and I think you know Rangers have got a lot of credit this season I don't think they've had necessarily the full credit they deserve because of what's happened with Celtic because I still hear people telling me that Celtic are still a great team and are still a better team in paper than Rangers and I obviously don't agree with that but who's not giving Rangers the credit I'll I'll qualify that by saying I'm not saying anybody necessarily on Super Scoreboard because I think you guys have I mean even the mushroom as much as I'm sure has pained them to do so has given us credit so I'm not leveling that you guys are other broadcasters who have not 
done that this season because how poor Celtic have been at times almost overshadows how good Rangers have been. Because um, people have to remember, we're unbeaten in the league. We won 15 games in a row. We've only, since that run came in end, dropped two points, having drawn one game. Um, but, you know, it's been phenomenal form. Even at their best, Celtic would still, I think, be behind us right now. So that's how good it's been. And as I say, as, as long as we get the title one, it's been 10 long years. I was still in high school the last time we won the league. So I'm ready for it. And I think all Rangers fans are ready for it to, to come back to where we obviously feel it belongs. And yet it was one year and one day ago since Rangers lost at home to Hamilton. You remember that just before lockdown and the reaction that night so very different to how the Rangers fans are feeling. And Stephen Gerrard spoke about that today, says the changes since then have been remarkable. I haven't really had much time to reflect on, on the last year. I've been obviously really focusing on what's coming in terms of what's in front of us and the challenges. And um, in, in the right time, at the right time, I will reflect on the whole tenure, if you like. But there's obviously been a remarkable change in our mentality and our consistency from from 12 months ago. I think, obviously, losing to Hamilton in the manner that we lost it wasn't a good day and wasn't a good time. Not a game that we're proud of at all, but... You know, what we've done over the past 12 months has been super impressive and the players deserve all the credit for that. But football's a funny game and um, it can change at any given moment and that's what happened from that day. Let's bring in William, who's a Rangers fan down in Dorset. What's your point tonight, William? Hi guys, how's it going? I'm back. I'm actually back up on the road in Scotland. All right. Uh, my point is, uh, I don't understand why Stephen Gerrard is not in the dugout for the Celtic game and he's... He, 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 why can he not serve suspension tomorrow? Oh no, he can. He can. So he's he's basically got. He's been offered a one match ban, which is a, a sort of misleading term sometimes. So he has until the close of play on Wednesday to confirm if he wants to challenge the decision. What he could do is tonight he could phone the Scottish FA and say, "Hands up, I accept the ban." And the ban would be served tomorrow against St Mirren Freeing him to then be in the dugout against Celtic Now, the hearing is set for March the 25th So chances are, it, you know, it'll be in the dugout for the Celtic game anyway Well that, that, that sounds amazing to be honest Because they deserve to be there He's the man that's brought the success to Glasgow, back to Glasgow Rangers The most successful club in the world uh, I'm I'm so excited I've got a bottle of champagne On ice Already Ready for Sunday When Celtic got points Because I honestly believe They will drop the points On Sunday And Glasgow Rangers Will win 55 It was never about 10 in a row this season It was always about 55 and Is that the way you'd prefer it William You wouldn't prefer the chance To, to go head to head With Celtic And win it there In a couple of weeks It's not about winning it It's Celtic Celtic, are, Celtic were never In our blinkers this year it was always about 55 this year. If I'm, um, you know, on, on the point about Stephen Gerrard and the ban, if I'm Stephen Gerrard, I take the ban tomorrow. Because as much as you're saying the hearings mm-hmm. after the, the game against yeah. Celtic on, on the 21st mm-hmm. of March, he could end up possibly being banned for the game at Ibrox yeah. against Celtic. So I think you do it tomorrow. You, you take your mess and you take a hit. It's one game. I can totally yeah. understand why he went onto the pitch and, and you know had words with, with, with John Beaton. Um, but I would take the hit tomorrow and free himself up for the final six games. Yeah, I mean, Greg Cunningham tweeted in to say similar. Gerald should take his ban for this weekend. We officially win nothing this weekend. Uh, there is a chance if we win, uh, then we don't win at Celtic Park. It, it would mean that, that Gerard would miss a game after the split where we would likely be crowned yeah. champion. So Greg's talking about um, sort of similar um, theory to Mark. Hugh, how did you reflect on 
on that incident I think over the the last couple of nights the guys have been talking about and, and because we've had a lot of ex-pros on the, sh- the show the last couple of nights talking about sometimes a frustration that you feel like you can't quite communicate in, in the way you would want to with referees and, and they're very dismissive of you how did you read it having watched it? Um, well as I say John Beaton and his fellow match officials made a, a big mistake over our Fedor Morelos the fact that they've made this big mistake infuriated Stephen Gerrard he's gone out there his emotions did get the better of him. He apologised afterwards for uh, his emotional outburst, uh, explained why he had been so frustrated. Uh, and therefore, I, I do think it's slightly unfair that you, know, you, you get a ban created by a referee's mistake. However, I do take Mark's point uh, that just serve it against St Mirren. Um, and then you're freed up for whatever comes thereafter. Do you think? Uh, do you think? They, do you think? Sorry, Hugh. Do you think they are linked, though? Right? Because I would imagine part of the manager's role, responsibility with regards his conduct towards a referee is to to, to behave appropriately. And I'm not saying Stephen Gerrard didn't, because the hearing will determine that. But to behave appropriately, regardless of whether the decision is right or wrong. So even if Morelos wins his appeal, do you think that really has an impact on? On whether Stephen Gerrard should be Or how he should be dealt with In regards to what he did Well yeah, of course you're seeing it that It's two separate things But I can't help but feel That they are connected in some way You know Morelos will get off Because he has no case to answer uh, However Stephen Gerrard In a separate incident If you like Has gone confronted the referee uh, Television uh, caught him using uh, A swear word uh, therefore, the referee showed my yellow card. He continued uh, to have words with John Beaton. Yellow became red. Uh, but the incident is created by the referee's mistake. However, as frustrating as that will be for Stephen Gerrard, then he may be offered the ban as he has been done. He might as well serve it tomorrow because everything else after tomorrow is what's really important to him. OK, William, thank you very much 01419511025 Celtic fans We're about to hear from John Kennedy Delaying Rangers title party Isn't a focus for him Ahead of this weekend's game How are you feeling About what could potentially happen This weekend Or in a couple of weeks' time Let us know You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Mark Guidi are here What a weekend of Scottish football we've got in store for you We've got some big stories uh, doing the rounds off the pitch as well Stephen Gerrard being offered that one game ban For the red card at Livingston Alfredo Morelos' hearing still ongoing So stay tuned And uh, I'll bring you that verdict as soon as we can Let's hear a bit from John Kennedy He says that delaying a Rangers title party Isn't a focus at Celtic ahead of this weekend's game You probably know the scenario by now But the Ibrox side will win the league If they beat St Mirren tomorrow Then Celtic slip up at Tannadice on Sunday But the interim boss says that sort of stuff's not been mentioned Can't worry about um, what might be going on elsewhere Or how it might affect MDLs We've got to think about ourselves all the time And that's, that's where we're at you know, ultimately Rangers are sitting in a very strong position. Um, and, you know, if we were sitting in that position, we'd be comfortable, you know, we'd be feeling confident. So we've got to part that. We've got to think about ourselves in terms of, right, OK, face up to the season. That's the way it's been. Uh, but what do we do going forward? And that's one, improving performances, can, more consistent. You know, there was lots in the Aberdeen game I really liked, especially first half. I thought we were slick and smooth in their play, you know, created good opportunities. 
Um, and I think if we get a second goal, it's a totally different game. Um, you know, going into the second half, stays 1-0, a bit of an edge in the script, in which we need to come through and, and have more belief in ourselves that second half. So we've kind of spoke about that, we've addressed that, uh, we've instilled that, tried to instill more belief and confidence in the players as the weeks went on. I mean, we just want to show that in the performances, you know, in part what, what might or might not be elsewhere. Um, obviously, it might be in the back of some people's heads who have been here a long time. And if that's extra motivation, great, use it for that, you know, but ultimately it'll not be a motivating factor going into the game. Are there any Celtic fans out there extreme enough to say that you would rather not win this weekend so that you don't have the possibility of a, a title decider against Rangers? Or is it always about backing your team, win every game and uh, take whatever happens? You can let us know, 01419511025. I'll go see if, 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 it, um, if the title is won on, on Sunday, if, if the Rangers win tomorrow mm. and Celtic drop points, then we then go into that phase... <laughs> For two weeks of Do Celtic give Rangers A guard of honour So you know if Some Celtic supporters Might be thinking What's the, the, the lesser um, of, of, of the two evils Sort mm. of thing um, Hugh Keevans I'm focusing on John Kennedy And what Mark Guidi said At the start of the programme That uh, he is a live contender For the job of manager uh, I think within Celtic Park For a long number of years It has been assumed That one day John Kennedy Would become Celtic manager. However, he is associated with the failure, the dramatic failure of this season, the loss of 10 in a row, and I think he would need to keep winning the remainder of the games this season. Obviously, if you lose heavily to Rangers twice, then it does your prospects very little good at all. If you beat Rangers twice, then your addition is coming on very well. So he's young, he must be ambitious, he must have it at the back of his mind that he wants to be Celtic manager one day. So for me, the John Kennedy situation is fascinating between now and May. He's, he's in the driving seat, Hugh, and um, as Neil Lennon was in the driving seat in 2010 when he took over from Tony Mowbray, as Neil Lennon was in the driving seat in 2019 when he took over from Brendan Rodgers, he's a man in possession. And if John Kennedy does go and win the remaining six or seven league games, including two wins over Rangers and wins the Scottish Cup, I think it, to have any chance he'd need to win uh, the Scottish Cup, um, then he's got a chance. Um, there's no doubt that he has a chance. And to be, to be fair to, to John, um, you know, I, I can hear Celtic supporters say, now there's no way I'll buy a season ticket if John Kennedy's in charge. And that is no disrespect at all to John Kennedy. He's not the box office name that they're looking for. But I've found him very impressive in the past eight or nine days. And just listening to him there, I think he speaks very well. I can understand why he has such an excellent reputation um, inside Celtic Park. Um, I also thought as well, um, Sean Maloney, who's his, 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 his great friend, um, was very good. Now, whether it was by accident or by design, but I thought Sean Maloney spoke very well of him on sports scene last Saturday night after the Aberdeen game. And I really enjoyed Sean Maloney's punditry and analysis of the game, the way he, he broke it up technically uh, for the viewers and, and you know, you know, gave us an insight into John Kennedy's plan. So John Kennedy's in the driving seat, but it's very, very wide open for who the next manager's going to be. I'm to I was told the other day that um, that Thierry Henry's name was was mentioned in, in, in high places at Celtic Park but was quickly shot down um, by others so that suggests that they, they are still very open as to who the next head coach would be although I do think that Fergal Harkin is, is very much in the driving seat to become the next uh, director of football Alright let's bring in Thomas and Darnley what do you make of that Thomas? 
Uh, well, I've just been listening to, to the programme all night, and uh, I, I, I spoke to uh, Hugh and Monday, and, and he said I was the, the type of support that kind of disturbed them. When I said uh, uh, that I, I didn't want John Kennedy in, in the job in the first place, you know, as interim manager, I, I still think, and even though a, a lot of people kind uh, of hold John Kennedy in high esteem at Celtic Park, Neil Lennon walked. And John Kennedy and uh, Gavin Strachan should have walked at the same time. John Kennedy, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if uh, the next seven or eight games, there's no way in this planet that Celtic are going to beat Rangers twice. This season, there's no way. Rangers are too good for Celtic this season. And, I, and I'm Celtic daft. And Hugh, Hugh Kevins, uh, I, I just think you've you been on the radio for years and you've talked talk about the biggest load of rubbish I've ever heard. It started off. That started off quite polite, Hugh, yeah, and then yeah, then yeah. then came out with the baseball bat. That's fine, though. That's what you're here for. Um, you know, John Kennedy, uh, the caller uh, Thomas is saying he should have walked at the time that Neil Lennon walked. Celtic is a a big football club having a very bad season, and that big football club had matches to negotiate. And you don't just throw them all out the door. You need to retain a semblance of continuity. You have faith in John Kennedy's abilities. Therefore, you leave him in charge. Uh, Gavin Strachan gets dogs abuse from the Celtic supporters, uh, none of whom know what he contributes on a weekly basis. Uh, so I'd Sorry Hugh, just before we go any further And I know this is really serious And I shouldn't make light of a serious situation But can you just confirm to the listeners Who are so obsessed with this piece of equipment at What you are broadcasting from at home tonight? Yes, an iPad <laughs> It's not It's not Gavin Strachan's iPad, is it? The most talked about piece of technology no. on the show uh, And this whole thing I think that is symptomatic of the kind of season that Celtic have had All of a sudden an iPad becomes an item of evidence to be used against the club in general and one man in particular. Sean Maloney that we're talking about, I heard you say last night, uh, you know, when he's standing beside uh, Roberto Martinez uh, looking after the number one international football team in the world, he's got an iPad. As I say, it's symptomatic of a season that's gone horribly wrong. Now, John Kennedy had to stay in place uh, so that Celtic could r- retain a semblance of order from the moment that Neil Lennon left until the end of the season. So if Thomas wants to describe that as the biggest load of rubbish he's ever heard, fine, be my guest, but it's the truth. I'm going to start a poll. We can only put one piece of technology in the Scottish Football Museum at Hamden, Gavin Strachan's iPad or Hugh Keevan's Nokia, and you need to choose one of them uh, to go in. Thomas, I mean, are you sticking by that? That's the biggest load of rubbish you've ever heard. I feel like I've heard worse from him. I, I, I am not talking about Gavin Strachan's iPad. I'm not talking, I'm talking about the, the, the fact that Neil Lennon walked out the, well, walked out the door, he resigned for the job, and all the rest of it. I'm, 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 I'm just saying that John Kennedy and Gavin Stratton should have left for Neil Lennon. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they're bad coaches and all the rest of it. But what I'm saying is they should have walked for Neil Lennon. Who should have taken the team until the end of the season? Well, see, 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 at the end of the day, right, the, the game against Aberdeen, it may have mattered if, if it was me in the dugout or uh, Stephen McManus in the dugout, it may have mattered. But they two boys should have walked out the door with Neil Lennon 
Thomas, see that, Thomas. I've got not, 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 not listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not in person against uh, John Kennedy or Gavin Snatton. I just want, and I've never wanted a Celtic manager or a player come into the club to fail. Thomas, see on what you're saying about John Kennedy, he should just have walked and and, and walked away. Um, I don't know what as you work as which, which company, who, who you work for, what you do, but when somebody in your work leaves or somebody in your office or somebody in your team or your department, do you go with them? No, no, my, I'm talking about Glasgow Celtic. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah but why but should I'm they talk- go? The guys get a contract. The guy's got a family to feed The guy's got bills to pay The guy expects a contract to be honoured So why should he just walk away? Because, uh, in because why? He should have walked out the door Neil Lennon Neil Lennon walked why? out the door Neil, Neil Lennon Celtic dad Doesn't mean to say John Kennedy has to walk out the door Oh of course He, 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 was, part, he was part of it and so was Gavin Stratton No but why, why should they walk out? If they're not going to get paid up and their contract honoured Why should they walk away? Do you walk away from your job? No, listen Oh yeah, exactly The only thing is, Thomas, I get this And I'm seeing that Paul is uh, tweeting some support for you Saying that um, John Kennedy's part of the failure I don't know if you're tweeting at the same time Because it's the exact same wording Um, But on that, he was also part of of the success at you know Brendan Rodgers' time as well was he not? Did, and he, he didn't leave because Brendan Rodgers and Chris Davis left. So does that does that only happen when when things aren't going well? Who came to sitting there uh, saying, oh, if if he if he if he kind of wins the next few matches, he's in the frame mm-hmm. for the job? Are you kidding me on? The Hugh Kevin's uh, I, I don't know if he's smoking any, but there's no way. In Come on, Thomas. I didn't mind you slagging them the first time, but keep it keep it polite, uh, Hugh. Don't I, I don't necessarily need you to. Responded specifically to that, um, but on 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 what can happen between now and the end of the yeah. season. Thomas Thomas just has a, a, a an inability to grasp the point here, and I did state earlier on that the driver's seat becomes an ejector seat if John Kennedy performs very badly between now and the end of the season in terms of his audition for the job. But Thomas has an inability to grasp the basic point here. When Neil Lennon left, Celtic were in turmoil after the Ross County defeat. But they have games to negotiate. And in order to maintain a semblance of order, you leave John Kennedy where he is, you allow Stephen McManus to come into the the, the, the touchline area with him, along with Gavin Strachan, and you negotiate those games. You don't just say, right, one out, all out, and we'll just pluck Stephen McManus from the the lower orders at Celtic Park and we'll put him right to the front until the end of the season. That would be unfair on Stephen McManus. Is it also worth considering, Mark, that John Kennedy didn't come in with Neil Lennon? So it's, it's not part of that that package, if that makes sense. You know, sometimes if a manager comes in and brings all his own staff, then they would all go in the event that the manager gets sacked. But, but John Kennedy was never Neil Lennon's man. Well, that, that's a that's, a, that's a, maybe a whole a different, di- a yeah. whole different uh, ball game, and uh, that you know that's you know part of the reason why, as a human being, I, I had sympathy for Neil Lennon, what was happening to him as a person, but as a manager, I felt he should have been stronger in certain situations and dealing with the hierarchy and, and standing up for himself a bit more when he wanted certain things, and um, possibly den- being denied them. Um, so um, yeah, that that's a whole different uh, argument, but it really annoys me, Gordon, when when football supporters. Fans come on this phone and just say people just resign and go. Why? You know, you know, I don't get that. You know, I've never understood that. If you have a, a contract or something there, 
um, to to be honoured. Um, and if it's not going to be paid up or whatever, then then you know stay put. You know you, you don't just walk out as 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 you know. If you're it would also paid be not, and forget you know the money or anything like that. It would also be turning down the chance to manage yeah. y- your team for for however many games he's, it's going to be. He's, the he's, the, the moment John Kennedy essentially has. Rent yeah. off probably since he yeah. became a he's, he's got a crack at rightly or wrongly whatever you think of John Kennedy whatever the Celtic supporters think of him, the Celtic hierarchy have given him the job just now he's got a chance at it and um, let's see how he does thank you to Joe oh that was Thomas wasn't it Joe's coming up next Joe wants to talk about Alfredo Morelos with that hearing going on we'll speak to Joe next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Hugh Keevans are here 0141-951-1025 To join in on the phones You can tweet us as well if you prefer that At Clyde SSB uh, Let's bring in Joe Who's a Celtic fan from Calm Time What's on your mind tonight Joe? Hey, it was, when I first called in it was really about the a Morelis incident Go during the week, the diving incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, since then, we want to speak about John Kennedy and the Celtic manager position and all that. And I think that John Kennedy being given the position, I think they should have just left it with Lennon to the end of the season because I don't see much of a difference if it's Kennedy or Lennon. End of the season, try and make a good run and build for next season. We all knew that Lennon was going to be leaving, and even if Kennedy wins every game beating Rangers twice winning cup final or whatever it is to the end of the season I still don't think that he should get the job maybe, I, I, maybe, I, maybe not Joe and listen I'm sure a lot of people agree but you really think Neil Lennon could have stayed in that position until the end of the season given everything that was going on well I think that Neil Lennon has he, he resisted resigning for so long I think Rangers uh, Congratulations to Rangers. They won the league. They won the league at uh, December, November, December. The league has been wrapped up for a long time. But Lennon has resisted resigning, and I think it was sort of a force to the door. But uh, obviously, Kennedy's on a different contract and everything else. But I don't think that even if we win the rest of the games for the rest of the season, I don't think Kennedy should be. I think we should be looking for a new manager and a new management team. Joe, see, see, team Joe, see on that I'm, I'm just interested to Because I think you can uh, probably typify A large section of Celtic supporters I mentioned earlier that You know, despite John Kennedy's um, You know, credentials And, and, and he's, he's kind of grown in me the past week or so That, you know, I just don't think the Celtic fans Will be having it uh, Him becoming the next permanent manager There's 30 million quid riding that decision on season tickets But if he did win every game Or even wins one of the games against Rangers Over the next six or seven games And win the Scottish Cup do you not do you not think it deserves a crack at it? And can I just ask you why then? Is it just is it just you don't fancy him as a person? Is it because he you know I don't know I don't understand why the size you want of the to name is that yeah. is it the profile? Why, why not? Why would you not give him it? I think because the fact that he's not proven. I I, I agree with the fact he's a Celtic man. I agree with the fact that Celtic's kept him in employment since he broke his leg and everything else. They've kept him in a job, but he's unproven. And he's doing no different for what Lennon was doing if he was still there to do. Maybe, as Mark said there, he might have spoke decently in the past uh, week or two since he's been appointed uh, interim manager. But at the end of the day, I think 
it's, it's, it's irrelevant because Lennon's away now, right? So, but my main point was back to the, the, the diving, the Morales dive during the week, a few weeks ago, and it was the Ajeti one when he got touched and he went down for a penalty. I think it was against Motherwell. Come on. Uh, and I said it was a dive. And it was the same with Morelos. I know he was travelling, but in my eyes, there was no, he had no intention to try and stay on his feet. He took a touch, he knew the keeper was coming in, he was slightly touched, and I'm looking at a still photograph in the paper right now, his left leg, he had no intention to even try and put that back down in the ground. He was in the air, he was flying, but it's the slightest of touch, and to me, it's a dive. So just for some context Joe Just so people don't think This is one of these Having a pop at Morelos type things You're a Celtic fan But you think a Yeti was a dive Even though he got Found not proven And you think Morelos is the same yeah? Yeah definitely yeah. And the fact that He's not even tried to, to To me as a football player You try and stay on your feet And I've been I've been speaking amongst friends For years about this right? And see players that are willing to cheat And try and dive and all that A yellow card isn't enough Because it's no deterring them a red card could be more sufficient and then you could maybe look back on it retrospectively. But at the end of the day, if it was a if the rules were different, it was slightly different and it was a red card, it would never only touch the score that late winner. Well, I mean, Hugh, you made it pretty clear at the start. I think you think that it wasn't a dive from, from Morelos. Frank's likening it to the Ayeti one. How do you compare or contrast them? Um, again, I often hear you say, Gordon, when you're discussing one incident of alleged diving, do we have to go over every other yeah. incident of diving that's ever taken place? What I would say to Joe, David Martindale, the Livingston manager, said after the game he thought that Rangers had been done out of a penalty. The, the opposing manager didn't think it was a dive. So, you know, be fair. Be fair. Shoot, it I wasn't a dive. Shoot, I, read, I read that as well. I read the, the, the Livingston manager's comments after the game, and I read that as well. But I'm not too sure. I just I disagree with that. I think Morelos knew the keeper was coming out, and then he was going to take a touch on him, and he had no intention to try and stay on no, his feet. The, the, difference and in is, my eyes, the difference is that Alfredo Morelos, yes, he can see the keeper coming, of, of course he can. But Alfredo Morelos did not initiate the contact. Max Dragic came and clearly came sliding out and made the contact. It wasn't like Morelos cutely went into him to con the situation. He didn't. He was taken out by Dragic. And look, I can only say you've got the green and white tinted glasses on with this one. It's a clear. To be fair, though, I don't know if he does necessarily because he's admitting he thought a Yeti should have been sent off. But we're not talking about Yeti. It's about Morelos. There is green and white glasses on. I get that, but. If not, green and white glasses would be a Yeti's innocent Morelos. No, no, we're talking about this situation, and he's saying that it's a clear die by Morelos. But if you watch the incident, you, there's no way that you can come mm. to the conclusion mm. it's a clear die because of this clear contact. Oh, yeah, totally, it might be wrong, but I just don't think that's born out of the, the green glasses because we hear that all the time. These things, Matt, our, our team are innocent, and that team uh, are not right. I'll give you the final say, Joe. Thanks, Gordon, for backing up there because I wasn't saying that it was a deliberate dive. It was travelling at pace. He knew the keeper was going to come out. He knew there was going to be a touch. But at the end of the day, they never tried to regain his foot. Well, to be fair, that's hard, though, is it not? To regain your foot? Left leg. He kept his left leg in the air. That was the leg it was touched. And he kept it in the air. He had no intention of trying to 
put it back down in the ground. Well, I think at current clock we've got what's that? Almost ninety minutes of that hearing. Um, I don't know if they've just taken their time and announcing the the outcome or not. But we'll give you a verdict on Alfredo Morelos. Um, before we go I'm sure of it If it lasts until after 8 o'clock We've got a serious problem uh, On our hands But you never know Nothing would surprise you here Let's bring in Frank Who's in Hagkill Hi Frank Hi I'm not a fan of John Kennedy I don't want him As a Celtic manager Why? He doesn't play Entertaining football But he's only had one game In charge I know that But he's no Celtic class As a manager well, that remains to be seen But he doesn't play entertaining football Was your first point He's one game in charge With a group of underperforming players How do you know? Well, for what we've seen against Aberdeen I wasn't impressed Yeah, I, mean, I, would, I would put Griffiths in up front Along with Edward Well, I mean, Neil Lennon didn't pick Lee Griffiths either, Mark John Kennedy's not picking him does that is that always the manager who's wrong? At what point are you looking at, at players and seeing why they're not in the team? That lies with 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 Lee Griffiths not being good enough this season. And Lee Griffiths is the man who himself admitted, God, what was it six weeks ago in an interview a month or two ago that, that, that he's been an absolute disgrace this season. That the condition that he, that he came back in. So, you know, the reason that, that Lee Griffiths isn't in the team, Frank, is purely down to Lee Griffiths. And if he's honest enough, he'll hold his hands up to that. So it's not the fault of of, of two managers. Um, it's a fault. The, the fault lies with the with the individual. Who do you want then, Frank? Who is realistic for well, you to come in as, a, as the next permanent Celtic manager? I would have kept Neil Lennon as a manager for next season because I was a, a great fan of Neil Lennon. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. And you're saying you don't want John Kennedy because he's not entertaining enough. So who do you want then? Who's realistic for you? Well, Eddie Howe. He'd Bournemouth playing quite good football when he was a manager at Bournemouth. Yeah, I think part of the problem with, with people like, like such as Eddie Howe Is there's two or three of them down the road Frank waiting to see what happens with the likes of Crystal Palace You know, There's an expectation that Roy Hodgson May well not have his contract renewed And there's guys like Eddie Howe And um, and Frank Lampard and one or two others um, Waiting to see what the situation is there Before they'd maybe commit to, 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 to looking at something up mm. here Hugh? I understand that John Kennedy would be a massive commercial gamble on Celtic's part if they made him manager because I do believe people would not renew season tickets uh, on the back of this perception that he's not good enough to be the Celtic manager. Now, not for me to tell people how to spend £600 on a season ticket. If they don't want to renew, don't renew. But I do feel that Frank is representative of that element within the support who are not giving him any chance whatsoever by saying, I don't like the style of football that he plays after one game. Now, Frank also said he would have kept Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon became interim manager after Tony Mowbray made a mess of the job. And he lost his first match. And it was a cup semi-final at Hamden. And he spoke about the malaise at Celtic Park and so on and so forth. Celtic still gave him the job on a permanent basis and he survived that bad start. I am not saying that John Kennedy would be a certainty to do the same. I am saying it would be a commercial gamble of the highest order to give him the job. But even I do not condemn managers on the strength of 90 minutes in a game that they won. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. 
beat the pundit time Your chance to win a signed ball But only if you can beat Hugh Keevans or Mark Guidi You do need to get your call in before 7 o'clock So don't hang around 01419511025 And your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Mark Guidi are here We're here until 8 o'clock So there's plenty of time for you to get your calls in What have you missed if you're just joining us? Well I've no idea where you've been But Stephen Gerrard saying they don't care how Rangers win the title As long as they get over the line John Kennedy on the flip side saying You know delaying Rangers title party Not a big focus for him Stephen Gerrard has been offered a one game ban For his red card at Livingston Alfredo Morelos got a yellow that night You'll remember for diving His hearing, the appeal hearing is still ongoing I think Well we don't have a verdict yet So we'll give you one As soon as we do Anything else Any of the other big games This weekend Tickling your fancy Let us know Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Right Beat the pundit time There's a bit of pressure off Because the pundits Had been cleaning up The last few weeks It was getting embarrassing But luckily Someone ended it on Wednesday I think Jim Duffy lost So we're back to uh, we're back to square one and seeing how we get on. Chris is calling in tonight from Motherwell. How's it going, Chris? Not bad, Gordon. How are you, mate? Not bad at all, thank you, Chris. I think it was last night's contestant giving us that age-old story about how, oh, this is much harder when I'm on. Have you ever played before, or are you one of these guys that gets seven at home and thinks it's going to be a skoosh? I don't know, man. Sometimes I, I do well, sometimes I, I don't do well. So but I've never been on, mate, no, but I'm confident tonight. Right, OK, I like that. A, a measured confidence. Uh, it all depends on the questions, of course. Let's have a wee look at... Yeah, they don't... Mm, mixed bag, I would say, tonight. Let's toss the <laughs> coin and see see who we who is going to be up against Chris and Mullerwell. Heads it is uh, Mark Guidi, tails it is Hugh Keevans. And it is heads It's Mark Guidi uh, You know what Just one more time I'll tell this story Since he's on Tell me you heard The old the old fella On Monday nights Beat the pundit no. Cheated uh-huh. Tried to cheat no Tried to cheat On beat the pundit Right <laughs> Now What would be the common way Of cheating on a quiz show you, You'd google something Wouldn't uh, you right yeah. but, yeah. Does He, have that, he doesn't have that yep. This is what happened Mark Guidi <laughs> The question was Who is bottom Of the Scottish Championship And what I got in return was Eh uh, uh, he was flying through his papers. newspaper oh. Honestly Shameless You should be ashamed Did of yourself Did you get it a broth I? No I got it wrong <laughs> Anyway right um, It's Mark Guidi tonight so There'll be none of that There are no newspapers in here I'll give Mark some Clyde 2 to listen to uh, Just make sure that he doesn't hear your answers Chris 30 seconds Up against Mark And you can pass That's all you need no to do Ready? Good man Let's yep. go 30 seconds starts now Who won the Premiership Player of the Month for February? Uh, Edward, apart, Edward Apart from Rangers Which other Premiership team Are unbeaten in five league games? Uh, what animal features On the Ross County Club crest? Uh, a cow <laughs> Who's the current <laughs> Clyde manager? The Clyde are, uh, oh, uh, pass. What does VAR stand for? Video analysis referee Who's the current Championship top scorer In Scotland? Championship top Hearts uh, Okay, okay. Oh, let's, bring Mark, let's bring Mark Guidi back. Don't don't tell him. Uh, right, Mark, can you hear us? Yes, great. Right, same set of questions to you. Thirty seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. <sighs> Who just won the Premiership Player of the Month for February? Odson Edward. Apart from Rangers, which other Premiership team are unbeaten in five league games? A Celtic. What animal features on Ross County's crest? A uh, uh, an ox. <laughs> Who is the current Clyde manager? Uh, Daniel Lennon What does VAR stand for? 
uh, video assistant referee. Who is the current championship top scorer in Scotland? Uh, Liam Boyce. What's the provisional date that this month uh, that leagues one and two will restart? March twentieth. Okay. Chris, give us a verdict. He's done me. He's done so. me with two. I think. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest, right? Let's find out uh, who won the SPFL Player of the Month for February. Odds and Edward, you both got it. It's always good to at least know that you've got one on the board. Ah, exactly. Um, apart from Rangers, which other Premiership team are unbeaten in five? Did it tell you that in your newspaper, Hugh? Is it Hibs? It's St Mirren. Ah, are you forgetting oh. what happened at Easter Road on Saturday? How dare you? God, I, I mean, covered them and set four draws in a win. Chris yeah. claims to be a Celtic fan, but he'll know his, what his hometown team did at Easter Road. Um, <laughs> I like this one, right? And it made me laugh, both of you. What animal features on Ross County's club crest? These ones always make me laugh because if it's wrong, it's going to be ra- ridiculous. So um, Chris said cow. But interestingly, you went for something similar. You went ox. It's a stag. Staggies 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 See easy when you hear it back So it's still um, It's 1-0 After three questions Who's the Clyde manager It is Danny Lennon So Mark Weedy goes 2-1 up Video assistant ref Chris You were close But not close enough 3-1 Mark Guidi Liam Boyce is the top scorer I, I can't give you it for hearts I was looking for a player I don't know, and I know. I thought of that. He's rubbed salt in the wounds You didn't get this far 20th of March hopefully For Leagues 1 and 2 So it was a 5 For Mark Guidi And just a 1 for you Chris I'm afraid I doing mate I doing <laughs> ah, Well done Chris Unlucky At least you're honest That was Chris In Motherwell How would you have fared Hugh? Uh, yeah, I'd have done well there. Oh, I, I, the staggies, the staggies, yes. Uh, clearly, I'd have got the St Mirren one wrong, but I, I'd have got all the rest mm. correct. Yeah, Self praise is no praise. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five in the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let me just check. Are we get anything yet on uh, Morelos's hearing? Uh, I think we might actually. In just a second uh, Yes he has succeeded in having the yellow card For diving overturned There yeah. we go There's your breaking Justice. news from Hamden tonight Alfredo Morelos uh, Wins the appeal for a wrongful caution For simulation uh, Just a reminder Because I know there's been a, a, a bit on Twitter One came through on the phones last night This idea that you I thought you couldn't appeal a yellow card Well you can if it's for simulation Or for mistaken identity Things like that So by and large you can't But for simulation you can Alfredo Morelos did And he's been successful Any surprises there Hugh? No none at all I mean in his time Alfredo Morelos has been guilty of plenty But he was guilty of nothing At Livingston on uh, Wednesday Mark here to him aren't you? Yeah yeah yeah, um, Alfredo Morelos was the victim on Wednesday night And uh, there's been justice there With the decision being overturned uh, Let's bring in Roger Who's a Rangers fan in Uddings Now Roger you were already Hanging on the line So I'm sure this wasn't your point But I'll just throw it upon you Alfredo Morelos wins his appeal Happy with that I take it No surprise Absolutely No surprise at all To be honest uh, Good evening gentlemen How are we doing? Good Thanks. Good Yes uh, No uh, Honestly When I saw it at first A wee clicky forget my point I was watching my son And I thought My jeans he's He's, he's conned somebody there, but you know, I'll eat a humble pie. You know, we fellas say to me, that's a penalty all day long, that, and we saw it. But see, see, to be honest, the referee's got an instant decision to make. He's not got the the, the, the kind of watching it over and over again. But anyway, it's over yeah, the to, to be fair, you know, Hugh, to be fair, um, and I will qualify this by saying I know the referee's a lot closer, so maybe this comparison doesn't quite wash. But Rogers, a big Rangers fan, he's admitting it first, he thought. Morelos was conning someone Andy Halliday was in the studio When we saw it the first time He gave it the old diving sign um, And then when, when when you see the replay So 
Are you cutting the ref any slack on that Or or does he In conjunction with his assistant Need to get that right I'm going to cut him slack In respect of the fact that Stephen Gerrard was angry Because more than one person Got it wrong John Beaton got it wrong But there were people who were closer Than John Beaton who got it wrong And if Stephen Gerrard can see The unfairness of it all From where he's sitting And David Martindale The opposition manager can see the unfairness of it all from where he's standing, then, you know, the, the, in this case, Morelos really is the victim. It was a penalty into the bargain. He didn't get that. He's got a yellow card that's now been overturned. Yeah, I, like, like I've said there, you know, but, you know, Rangers have had a couple of turns uh, this uh, season as well with Alfredo Morelos, the incident at Tanadice and the incident at Easter Road where the other managers have felt aggrieved. So Stephen Gerrard on Wednesday night knew exactly how they felt. He was right to go on the pitch. You know, I thought my view of him going on the pitch was yes, he was right to go and um, have words with John Beaton. But I think bearing in mind it was nil-nil, you want to get the victory to get the, the title close to the line. I think it was almost a show to, to his players and to Morelos. Come on as well There's a fight on here tonight We've got 45 minutes to sort it Look at me I'm on the pitch I'm in front of TV cameras And I'm bringing up The referee I think he's taken it One step too far And they wanted I'm sure they settled For a yellow Rather than a red But I think there's a bit of Not 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 acting in it But just in terms of You hear somebody say I want to G up my players And we're better to do it With the referee On the pitch Right in front of them Roger what was your other point? Yeah the other point was um, I'm of a certain vintage Where I've seen Rangers win Titles and, and trebles and doubles and, and last minute cup finals and, and helicopter Sundays. And I, I'm the guy for a few years ago who would say I'm going to kind of cash in my chips to, to, to get Celtic nine in a row so we could get the Europa League. Remember, I phoned up that night, I think the, the switchboard went mental. Well, my point is a similar route on that one, to be honest, guys. Um, I, I think that Rangers are now primed to, to go further in Europe over the next couple of seasons if Gerard keeps this team together and possibly build. For example, if Rangers win, win the title um, the next few weeks, since I, I want to win it on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Um, that's another point. But anyway, uh, I think that if we go further in Europe, the, the money's here to be made. So next season, Rangers um, are in, in the section of the Champion Leagues. Uh, and you've got someone like Stephen Gerrard who can lure uh, big names, potential big names to come to Ibrox because you've got him as a manager they're playing well and also they're playing Champions League football that, that's basically mm. my point Roger that- if, you, if you don't mind right, stay there and we will get to that but this is the beauty of live radio we do have a bit of breaking news on the back of that Alfredo Morelos scenario and I want to just um, get it out there as quickly as we can Rangers have issued a statement tonight they can they confirm they have accepted the one match suspension offered to Stephen Gerrard so he will presumably serve that suspension tomorrow yeah. and, and then he'll be you know back in the dugout thereafter however there's a bit more um, on, on on both subjects So Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard says After the game I immediately apologised um, For my part in the incident at half time I reiterate that apology And accept a one game suspension As a club we were extremely disappointed In the attitude displayed by the referee We expect to have the ability For managers and officials to have discussion But frustratingly The referee was not forthcoming This has also been noted by other managers In recent weeks after my apology post-match, I expected the referee to call to apologise for his part in the incident, but I did not hear from him. Ross Wilson had a long, frank and honest discussion with Crawford Allen today, being no doubt our concerns have been made very clear, and we are pleased they were received openly by Crawford. Hugh Evans. Well, I read Derek McInnes, the Aberdeen manager this morning, saying that he feels that referees can be aloof under these circumstances, 
uh, and are not helping matters by the attitude that they display at times like that. Um, so Stephen Gerrard clearly feels aggrieved. Uh, Rangers will take it further if they can with Crawford Allen. But I'm not sure that a referee on the pitch at that particular point can indulge in a conversation that is of the right manner between player and referee or manager and referee. After the game, yes, they should be able to speak and have a civilised conversation. But at that precise moment at half time, I'm not sure with the manager in a highly emotional state, which he admits to, I'm not sure you can have the conversation properly at that juncture. Mark, what do you make a huge point? And I suppose ultimately that statement I just read you. Yeah, the statement, I mean, I, I think back to the point, I, I, you know, sympathy for John Beaton in terms of, you know, the speed he's got to try and call it. So he's made a mistake and, and it was uh, a bad mistake. There was nothing uh, deliberate in it. The statement from Rangers, I think, is good. I think Stephen Jerry can see where he's come from. The only thing I, I would need clarification on, uh, Gordon, is the kind of guidelines in terms of John Beaton. Can you see John Beaton's point in terms of uh, uh, Stephen Gerrard's gone onto the pitch? To approach him So should there be something Maybe where there's a, yeah, An I avenue think, to do something I think something you're not meant To do private that behind And Stephen Gerrard's frustration Was though to, to then come back And that was that How can I speak to him inside When we're in separate stands Because of the I I, I, I get that too But the, the, then the point I would make after it Is that you'd like to think That a referee Can then Having reviewed the situation That he could understand The frustrations From the particular manager uh, On the night And then pick up the phone And have a bit of dialogue Be, be adult I think John Beaton's Professionals in the communications industry You know So I like John beating that You know I always try and defend referees when I can But I totally get the frustration Pick up the phone We speak to referees They're great guys They love their football They love their pain You know that They just Have that conversation Show that human side That's got to be encouraged More and more As long as the referee And the manager Knows that, that there's, a, there's a clear guideline When they start the conversation That it will remain private They can say that we've spoken And what we've said remain private But don't be afraid to have that conversation Just show that human side And everybody would go on a lot better uh, Roger, my apologies Right, we'll get back to, get back to your point Very well articulated um, And I, I'm going to do a terrible job Of paraphrasing it You know, can it get, the, get the league wrapped up As soon as possible And, and focus on Europe I think that was somewhere And there was the, the gist of that Hugh Keevans Well, the former Rangers chairman, Dave King, is on record as saying that Rangers will become a sustainable business once they achieve regular income from the Champions League. Therefore, what Steven Gerrard is about to achieve by winning the title and taking Rangers into the Champions League is a pivotal moment for Rangers, and that money is very important. Um, so, yeah, the, the, Roger is absolutely right that Europe is important and the fact that Rangers get the league title wrapped up on Sunday by virtue of Celtic dropping points at Tannadice they can move forward to the Slavia Prague match with nothing on their minds other than the Europa League uh, and more money to be earned from that between now and the end of the season but go back to Dave King's words Rangers will become a sustainable business when they earn regularly from the Champions League they will also become a sustainable business, Hugh, by selling their prize assets. Mm -hmm. That's the business model. So it's going to be a real interesting summer ahead at Rangers because, make no mistake, Alfredo Morelos, Glenn Kamara, Ryan Kent, Borna Barisic, James Tavernier, they'll be interesting whether that, that, the interest turns into concrete bids. But, for example, 
you've bought Morelos a million. If you're going to get offered 18, 19, 20, 21 million, you'd be daft not to take it. Kamara bought for 50 grand. If you're offered 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you need to take it. Barisic bought for two. You get my drift, Ryan Kent. You get my drift here where I'm coming from. So, yes, it'll be interesting to see how Rangers tackle that and what the strategy is going to be in the summer because do you resist all bids to keep everyone for the Champions League qualifiers and then see, or do you, to try and get the 30 million of Champions League money, or do you do you cash in and, and take the money while it's on the table? And a lot of that will be down to the players themselves, what their intentions are. You know, does Morelos want to stay or does he fancy a crack somewhere else? He can go and double or treble his wages potentially. So there's a, there's a few things in the route, but um, the business model is... You buy cheap and you sell high. And to be fair to the Rangers board, the time is coming very soon, if not immediately, where they now need to get some of their money back because they've thrown everything at it the past couple of years. They've backed their manager to one fifty-five to stop 10 in a row, whatever way you want to look at it. They now have to start recouping some money and that's the way they'll do it. Thank you, Roger. 01419511025. Tam is a Rangers fan in Barhead. We're going to hear from him next. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Mark Guidi are here Still plenty of time to get your calls in I've got a full time teaser for you I forgot about that So I'll set it up nice and quickly um, It has been sent in by Graham in Renfrew So big thanks to Graham Full time at Clyde1.com um, We're only looking for six names right So we're looking for the last three players to wear number 7 for Rangers And the last 3 To wear number 7 For Celtic Any that spring to mind Hugh? Uh, 7 for Celtic uh, Henrik Larsson mm, Not in the last 3 Mark? Uh, Craig Bellamy? No So we're going to be more recent Than those guys Alright okay. So it's the last 3 um, And Eddie We'll put it this way What about at the moment For Celtic or Rangers Can you think? Hey. Uh, Give you a wee clue, right? Because I don't want to be too cruel. One of, one of those clubs doesn't have a, a number, a number seven, seven at the moment, yeah. but one of them does. It's not Hadji. Yes, ah, Hadji is it? Yes, Yanis Hadji. Okay. okay, Hugh, would you throw another guess at me? Uh, Christy. No. Okay, we'll leave it there. Name the last three players to wear number seven for Rangers, and the last three to wear number seven for Celtic. So six names in. Total. Let's speak to Tam, who's a Rangers fan in Barhead. Um, Tam, this is the, an occupational hazard of hanging on the line. I'm always likely to throw something at you if it's happened in the last 10 minutes. Stephen Gerrard's accepted his suspension and he won't be in the dugout tomorrow, meaning he can return against Celtic. Is that, is that the sensible outcome? Well, I don't know what Gerrard said to the referee. We couldn't hear properly. So I can't. Reply to that To be honest with you so, uh, Yes I get I get that But I just mean in terms of You know kind of Holding your hands up Getting over and done with and, and then you're not risking Missing a game Either against Celtic Or the day that you win the title Or things like that Well As long as he's back For the Celtic game That's all We are Caring about Depending on what happens tomorrow mm, Yeah I mean And then it will be So it's the St Mirren game Tomorrow be, I, I appreciate I did throw that on you Tom What was your original point? Well what I wanted to say was I think depending on the score tomorrow with Rangers if they win well they will win tomorrow against St Mum at Ibrox um, Celtic will want to get beat on Sunday seriously so they, 
well, so they don't get um, embarrassed at their own uh, ground when they play Rangers. So I think that's what they want to do. As in, Even, as in the club, like John Kennedy, the players will will want to lose on Sunday. The, the players will because all the, well, most of the fans want Celtic to get beat, so they don't get embarrassed at their own ground. Um, that happened to Rangers. I think it was 2018, 17. And Celtic done it at Ibrooks. Mm-hmm. So I think it will be vice versa, in my honest opinion. Uh, Tam? No, Tam, I can't buy into that at all. I don't believe that for a minute. Seriously, that's just not going to be the mindset. Trust me on that. That will not be the mindset of the Celtic players on Sunday that they will deliberately try to lose. But as I said at the top of the show, we're talking about an interim manager at Celtic, John Kennedy, who is a serious contender for the job. You know, he might just be one game, one defeat away from that be becoming a non-starter. So um, going out to lose deliberately on Sunday, A, is unprofessional. B, who's going to actually mention that? Who's going to be brave enough to put their hand up in the dressing room? Do you think it's going to be Scott Brown or Scott Bain or Odson Edward or Stephen McManus saying, them, by the way, guys, let's go out and lose today. Not a chance, Tam. That's just not going to happen. Listen, Celtic might drop points. But they will not do it deliberately As you're suggesting You're a million miles off I mean Hugh There might be some Celtic fans out there Who would think Oh do you know what Just drop points this weekend Go get it over with I can't face it None of them have made the point And and phoned up And admitted that There might be But in in terms of Tam's suggestion That the players will will, will agree with that No not a chance Not in a million years Sometimes you just have to take What's coming to you Three years ago Celtic won seven in a row by playing Rangers at Celtic Park and they beat Rangers 5-0 at Celtic Park. Rangers were absolutely woeful. Celtic under Brendan Rodgers were cruising and that's what happens. Now, Celtic have an obligation to go to Dundee United and do what they can to win the match for Celtic. Thereafter, when they play Rangers on the 21st of March, their obligation then, never mind whether the league title is there to be won or not, if it's already been won, so be it. But Celtic's obligation on the 21st of March is to avoid a third successive defeat in the league from Rangers. And when they go to Ibrooks, to avoid perhaps a fourth successive defeat. They're professional footballers, they have their professional pride to play for, and whether or not Rangers win the title at Celtic Park is of no consequence to the Celtic players. I was hoping to test Tam's theory a bit more But he's disappeared So maybe get him back um, Let's hear a bit from John Kennedy You may have seen reports In the last couple of days Suggesting that Leicester Are lining up a £15 million deal For Odson Edward uh, He's only got a year left In his current deal Kennedy says They want to develop him Into a world class finisher I think for him now It's just that real killer instinct You know in terms of You know when he gets Five chances in the game He's taking four of them He's taking three and four Four of them every week And, and just continually Showing his level to to drive and progress and, and be better. And if he does that, you know, God knows where it takes him. When you get good, talented players, there's always interest. There always is. Um, and that's what happens. I think you see it around Europe now in terms of, you know, especially big clubs making moves quicker on players, especially young players. You see your Bayern Munich, especially in Germany, Bayern Munich and your Borussia Dortmund, who, you know, moving very quickly in players and, and paying the fees early. Um, so I've no doubt there'll be interest in Hudson, you know, as there was last season and, and all his time he's been here because of one of the talent he's got. You know, but ultimately, uh, the club will do the right thing for themselves and the club and everyone else. But we want to keep him for as long as we can because of the talent he's got and the ability he's got. Because having a player like him in your squad, you know, only makes you better. 
any way whatsoever Any slither of hope That Odson Edward is a Celtic player next season um, no. I, I, There's three scenarios Gordon A obviously He's sold um, I don't believe for a second That Celtic will sell him For 15 million quid I think that would be madness To sell him uh, At that price B He signs a contract Extension Which I think There's absolutely no chance That that's going to happen So he's into last year's contract Or He decides to dig in his heels mm. Stay for a year And go for nothing um, A year from now That's the three options I I think it will be He will be sold In the summer For In the region of 20 million pounds With, with a a sell on clause to the buying club. I get that, you know, because we focus on that fee and you think, oh, 15 million. In, in theory, people think he's worth more and he was bought for nine and money needs to go to PSG. But with a year left, would that, would that still not do it for you? I mean, only only a year left. It depends because that, that's where the player becomes very powerful and he's aging. Yeah. Because Leicester knows the situation, Brendan Rodgers knows him. So they're, they're, I would call 15 million, it's not an insult. I think it'd be a bit of a cheeky bid mm. if, if the reports are accurate that that's the fee. But the dilemma for Celtic is so Odson Edward goes and said, 50 million is only shown town and I want to go to Leicester. Yeah. So the club I say, I okay. And, or the player says, well, if you're not going to accept that, I'll dig in and I'll go for nothing. A year from now, I'll sign a pre contract either with Leicester mm-hmm. or somewhere else in January. Hugh? My interpretation, Gordon, would be that Celtic have to sell him in the summer. There's no way they can have him hanging about the place for a full season trying to run down his contract. The pandemic has changed the complexion of the transfer market insofar as how much you can get now. But I do agree with Mark. 15 million is on the the slender side. Given that, Paris Saint-Germain, as I understand it, get 40% uh, of whatever Celtic get for Odson Edward. I think they will sell him and they will insert and insist on inserting an add-on clause of their own if he moves let's say from Leicester or whatever club signs them, Celtic will get a share of that transfer fee. I think that's the only way forward for them. Okay, let sorry, just quickly on, on, on Ed's odds and Edward and the nine million pound fee, which is a transfer record, uh, Gordon. Let that be a reminder to Celtic and the new regime going forward that you've got to buy quality to get proper players, particularly number nine who is a potential title winner uh, for you. Celtic need to uh, take heed of the wasted two million pound buys, there's been eight, nine, ten of them over the past six or seven years. Yes, once or twice it comes off. Lee Griffiths and Garrett, Gary Hooper, I get that. But on the main, if you want a proper number nine, as is the situation with the goalkeeper, you want proper players. You've got to go that extra number. You can't keep buying at the two million pound value. Not, is it not a bit more about buying smart though? Because then I know it's an easy comparison this season. Morelos costs one million, and Ayeti costs five. You know, yeah. on paper you would say, well, five million for Celtic's a decent outlay. Is it not about buying smarter rather than, uh, than worrying about the, the total fee? It is, yeah, and I get it because Celtic always say, oh, we're spent big. You know, we spent twenty million. Could be, yeah, but I've, I've said it's how you spend it. It's not yep. what you spend. It's how you spend it. But well, here's a scenario then, Gordon. What's the best thing to do? Buy Watson Edward the eight or nine million, mm. or buy four duds at two million pound each. Mm. Let's bring in Derek in Hamilton. Hi, Derek. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? Not bad. What's your point yeah, tonight? I was just wanting to say to you, you know, see when it comes to a big club like Celtic, season tickets are for life. They're not just for Christmas. Do you know what I mean? We will renew the season tickets. See if Celtic make Hoopy the huddle hound the next manager. We will get behind him. Do you know what I mean? Now I'm not saying that's who we want, clearly, right? But what I'm saying is, there's a big loyalty factor. See, when you're a big club, you can't give somebody three years to become to become nearly successful. 
I kind of get some of that, Hugh. But I've I've suggested that before. You know, like I've often wondered how how much of it's an empty threat. But what he, what I would say to Derek also is that I'm not sure you've just dreamt that up. That we've had a lot of Celtic fans phone in the show and say that they're looking for something to to kind of reward their loyalty, so to speak. Yeah, as you know, Gordon, I am an influencer on social media, so. <laughs> Uh, I, I check there and I find polls when Neil Lennon was the manager. Polls that said, if Neil Lennon is still the manager next season, will you renew your season ticket? Uh, so, yes, there'll be many who will say, I support Celtic no matter who's in charge, no matter what the club may be going through, I am there for uh, good times or bad. However, there are many who will not be in that frame of mind unless they like the appointment of the new manager. I mean, I take it that the last bit, Derek, was a sort of dig at Rangers. You said something like, big clubs don't give managers three seasons to almost be successful. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, let's face it, Celtic isn't going to give whoever they place as manager three years, right? They had to do it because they had no other option, basically. But, and as Mark was saying earlier on about... Um, just on that though, is it, is it not just the circumstances not different? Is it not because Rangers were so far behind Celtic that they and that's a compliment to you as a Celtic fan. Celtic were so far in front that Rangers were never going to win it in in one season, and then two would have been a push. Maybe, but I mean they tried a, a few different incumbents that get nowhere near us. I mean, and what I was going to say to Mark is when he was arguing with the guy earlier on about. Uh, you know, jobs. I mean, football management's a total different career from any other career. And to be honest with you, normally when a manager leaves, the assistant goes with him. But normally when a manager goes in, he gets to take his own backroom staff from him, though, Derek. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah Mark, I totally yeah. agree with that. And if that was a fault for Neil Lennon being too soft and not, you know, pushing for that, then that's really his fault, isn't it? Said, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But what my point is, I was asked about John Kennedy and. Why should John Kennedy walk out, walk away from a contract when I know what you're saying, you know, football's different, and I take it by that you mean because you know everybody thinks that they're multi-millionaires, but they've got bills to pay, they've got families to look after, and as I said at the top of the program, John Kennedy is a proper, whether you agree with it or not, or like it or not, he is a proper live contender for the job. So why should he walk out? I don't, I don't get that mindset at all. When you take a step back from it, take the emotion out of it. Well, that's what you, that's what you do in football. No, it's not what you do, it's down to the individual It's down to the individual what he wants to do And if he's offered a job on an interim basis Then why should he not take it? Yeah, I get that I get that as well I mean, obviously he's got his own career to think about But I, I'm just used to thinking that you know, When a manager's sacked It's usually not just a manager It's a manager, an assistant, the head coach Whatever, it's usually the whole backroom okay. team So you, agree, you actually agree with what I said then earlier? No, because he's saying that he thinks they they should always go. But then I would I, I'm not sure if that is the case. And off I need to do this off the top of my head. What have we got recently? Stephen Robinson left. Keith Lasley didn't. Mm-hmm. Gary Holt left his job. David Martindale didn't leave. He obviously, well, he obviously got the job, which is a bit different. Um, you'll know this for sure. Who's Callum Davidson's assistant manager? Stephen McLean and, yeah, and Alec Cleland. Alec Cleland, Alec Cleland has, has stayed there from yeah. from a number. So. Yeah, sometimes they do, but they don't always. No, and and, and that's what point. it's down to. It's not just oh, this is what happens in football. No, it's down to the individual and and what their circumstances are. And you know, I, I'm sure it would have been flipped. Can you imagine if uh, John Kennedy decided to walk out and Celtic were left 
We know, you know, as Derek said, it might end up being Hoopy the Huddle Hound in the dugout. Can you imagine now? Oh, you've let us down, you've walked out on us. So, look, he's every right to stay, to stay put. Every individual has a right to make up their own mind depending on their own circumstances. Derek, what would be worse, Hoopy the Huddle Hound or Hugh Keevens in charge? Oh, Hugh Keevens, absolutely. <laughs> thought that. Thank you very much. That was Derek in Hamilton. I'll give you the right of reply, of course. Um. With, no, with. I think I'd, I'd take I'd take Mark Guidi along with me as my number two, and we would get things moving. Right. Thank you, Hugh. I'm in. What a dream team, a nightmare team for some. Right. Let's bring in Paul in Kirkintilloch. Hi, Paul. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hi, Paul. Uh, I'm phoning up again to stick up for John Kennedy, uh, and just to try to be a wee bit no knee jerk about it, and actually think. How long John Kennedy's been there, what he saw, what part of the, the success that he's been involved in. Uh, he's been involved in the highs and the lows, more highs and lows over the last 20 years. So why would you not want him involved? Why, why would you want him to walk away? I, don't, I just don't get it. Now, well, the accusation, obviously, Paul, is that this season's been an absolute disaster and as assistant manager, John Kennedy must have played a big part in that disaster and should pay the price. That That's what his critics would say. Why are you not buying that? But he also played his part in the success. So ultimately, he's not the man that picks the team. He has the now. Good luck to him. And that's all rubbish about uh, Strachan's iPad as well. It's instead of a bad paper. Watch football all over Europe. All of the big teams use iPads. I don't see the big deal that people are latching on to this. This is it's just total knee jerk. It's just total flinging the toys at the pram. Why we, I don't get the, the 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 bad publicity from the Celtic fans that John Kennedy is getting. He's. I mean, I, I don't know if I want him the job. I, I'm not, I can't think of him doing now who's an out and out candidate for the job. But do I want them to win on Sunday? Of course I do. And I don't care if John Kennedy's a manager. I want Celtic to win. Do I want me to beat Rangers? Of course I do. I, I don't get it. I don't get this. It's like, that's it. Toys at the pram. Everybody's in the huff. Oh, this isn't fair. It's a joke. I know that before anyone sort of misunderstands, I'm not suggesting this means you're a great manager. Of course not, because there's a lot more to it. But the way John Kennedy's dealt with things in the last couple of weeks... Paul, maybe what you've heard from him, some of the things that he's, he's offered, has that has that impressed you at all, or, or does that stuff not cut through and it'll always just be about on the pitch on a Saturday? Well, he's not, he's not done anything wrong uh, on the pitch on a Saturday. He's only took charge of one game to win. All he can do is win. If people thought that he was going to come in and they were going to turn into Brazil, it's not going to happen. It's the same bunch of players. But if you watch the... The, the, the training stuff and that the Celtic put out it's all a ball when we kneel in and we just seem to be running all the time all the players look absolutely miserable it actually looks to be a bit as if they've had a bit of a lift so I'm not saying I want John Kennedy as a manager as I've said before but the abuse the guy's getting is it's totally unfounded just because that he was part of this he's been part of the club for so many years he's been part of the success so it's his experience and over a valuable thing you have Even for a manager coming in I'm interested in that point about the, the clips of training Mark Because this is where That can work on a number of levels Are Celtic doing different things And, and are the players reacting differently Or are the club 
now consciously releasing different clips of, of training from, from the ones that they used to. This is the problem. When you only get wee snippets, you'll never really know. I think it's probably about everything uh, in there. But to, to be honest, I'd like to think they were doing something different because what they were doing before, for whatever reason, wasn't they working? Now, whether, you know, the, the Neil Lennon left the, the, the coaching and the day to day stuff to John Kennedy or Gavin Strachan, only the three of them will be privy to that. But yeah, you've got to go and try something different. Absolutely. Um, because what they were doing left them 18, 20 points behind um, Rangers. So I think Paul speaks um, well there about John Kennedy. Like we say, don't know who's going to be the next manager of Celtic. John Kenny's in the driving seat. As long as he's there, you know, um, you hear Celtic fans going to say, oh, it's Hoopy the Hound that's in the dugout would get behind him. Well, they, they didn't, not enough of them got behind Neil Lennon. There was a campaign to get him out the door. A number of people said, we don't want John Kennedy. So a lot of people don't buy into it, but we'll support whoever's mm. in the dugout. And who would you rather have? As I said near the top of the show, Terry Henry's name was mentioned in dispatches inside the club in the past couple of days. It was quickly shot down. But you look at oh, Terry Henry, brilliant footballer, but look at his record in management. You know, so look, it will be very, very interesting to see who the next manager is. And right now, I, I don't think anybody knows. Just out of curiosity, Hugh, because this is the way it works in Glasgow. Has the success that Stephen Gerrard is, is about to have, presumably domestically, and the success he's had in Europe up until this point, has that changed your overall feelings on the suitability for a rookie manager to come in at, at one of these clubs? I think Stephen Gerrard was shown. Uh, the patience of the Rangers board. I go back to one year from now uh, when the pandemic hit and we went into lockdown, the original lockdown. Celtic were due to go to Ibrox. They had a 13-point lead over Rangers. Had they won at Ibrox on the Sunday, 16 points. I'm not sure that Stephen Gerrard would still be the Rangers manager if that happened. However, what occurred, occurred. Celtic did get nine in a row anyway, uh, but Stephen Gerrard deserves immense credit for surviving that and the other low moments, and he has reinvented himself as Rangers manager. When he wins the title, he will fully deserve it, and there could be no attempt to pick fault with him. Uh, thank you Paul Murray has given the teaser A right good go Hoggy Boy is on And I like Hoggy Boy's honesty He's just Rind off the three Celtic ones Easy as that And then he says No clue about the Rangers one So we're looking for The last three players To wear number seven For Rangers And the last three for Celtic You've got Yanis Hadji uh, Paddy Roberts Yes Patrick Roberts Is in there For Celtic um, I'll give you another one But I I, I don't like mm. Looking at my phone But I, I did glance at my phone <laughs> And somebody sent on and look, It's an old pal Hugh, it's Andy Cameron setting one in So if this is right, it's credit to Andy Andy Little No, not in ah, the right, last okay. three Not right, in the last okay. three, right Hugh Keevans? Uh Scott Sinclair? Nope no. Jimmy Johnson <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you some thinking time The only, the only, the thing I would say about the, the, About a lot of the remaining ones is Oh, I've got one I think Massey Zeravsky no, no We're so still after that exactly. Right okay, okay I'll give you thinking time We'll get the answers next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
We are into the home straight on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, but that means that Mark Guidi and Hugh Evans must do better, as the report card would say on this full-time teaser. Thanks to Graham and Renfrew for sending it in. As always, just a reminder: if you want to hear your question on the show, the address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com. Can you name the last three players to wear number seven for Rangers? And the last three to wear number seven for Celtic. You've got Yanis Hadji, who wears it currently. You've got Paddy Roberts anymore. Nadir Chiefji. Yes, Nadir Chiefji. Oh. Well done, Hugh. Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> right, I uh, think clue time. Daniel Candias. No, but you're in the right uh, Rangers era. Oh, but far less of an impact than Daniel Candias had. So you're in the right era for one of them right. And the other clue I'll give you Is the remaining Celtic one Is from Neil Lennon's first spell And he actually he, he actually He started in one of Their most famous nights In that spell oh, Give you a wee clue Alright Oh look How's this for a tenuous link right If you think it's Barca TJ is a Motherwell fan on the line And wants to talk about Tony Watt That just All happened right. by okay. By magic uh, TJ what's your point tonight Good evening panel, how are we tonight? Good thanks, yourself, oh, yeah. you well? Yeah, good, good thank you good, good. It's just a, a little point regarding the Morales incident And people going on about should, Was it a dive, did he stay in his feet And we're trying to promote people from going down so easy If you look back at two games ago Murrow versus St Mum Tony Watt challenged within the box Stayed on his feet Penalty was denied, it wasn't given Then after the game, the ref said if he had went down the penalty would have been given um, where, do, where does the panel stand with that? Yeah, what do you make of that Mark? Because you've always been big on you know, Players need to do more And they shouldn't con people And, and Fraser Wishart's response to you When you do that is usually Along those lines Well sometimes if you don't go down You don't you don't get a penalty And, and so on And that was a high profile a, a recent one I should say Where yeah. Graham Alexander Claimed after the game That the ref Essentially said If Tony Watt had gone down He would have got a penalty Oh, hey, good on Tony, Tony Watt <laughs> But B if that conversation is accurate that, that Graham Alexander has relayed Then it's bad refereeing Because you shouldn't have to go down for it to be a foul mm. And a referee, a good referee Would recognise that And off the top of my head I don't know who the referee was that day But if that's the case Then that is a, a major blunder by the ref so, so not understandable then As to when players do go down So-called easily Aye, but my, my, my old point with, with, with Fraser is that it, I, I just find that um, astounding that players can stand at the start of the season Shoulder to shoulder With all the different campaigns Show racism the red card Which is all worthy Don't get me wrong I accept all that But then they'll go out and try And basically cheat each other On a Saturday afternoon And con referees And make referees life difficult mm-hmm. And Fraser's answer Is well if the authorities Would include us in, in more conversations Then maybe we would do it Well that's not the point The point is a chance To be trailblazers And, and try and advocate more honesty In the game amongst the pros That's the point I try to make uh, On Fraser And he just seems to, to To want to ignore it every week It's difficult though Hugh Because then You know TJ's point is Tony Watt wouldn't have been Cheating the, the ref Or wouldn't have been dishonest Had he chosen to go down Or would he It's hard to get Wait, see, It's hard to know Again We're, we're, we're trolling Over other cases that have happened that now No but though, to be fair though right, And I, I, you're right I'm the first to, to say that It doesn't need to descend into what about it but, but this is perfectly relevant Because we're talking about our players going down too easily And TJ's telling you That Graham Alexander was told that Tony Watt needed to go down to get the penalty So that, that is relevant Right So Tony Watt was wronged on that occasion Graham Alexander was right to highlight it It was a daft thing for the referee to say in the case of Alfredo Morelos, 
who has been found innocent tonight, there never was a case to answer. It was a perfectly legitimate penalty kick claim by Rangers. The Livingston manager agreed it should have been a penalty. Stephen Gerrard was incensed because it wasn't a penalty. And Morelos was in no way, shape or form guilty of anything. TJ, your team play Livingston tomorrow. One more win. Would that do it? That guaranteed safety, one more win? Yeah, I think one more win would be enough to hopefully see stay up. Um, I think they've got the capability of the three points and taking the three points tomorrow, but it's still nerve wracking being at the bottom of the, the league. Um, hopefully, we'll get enough to stay up and Graham Alexander then can put his mark in the team, put it off the for next season, and hopefully get back up to six, seven, start challenging for Europe. Yeah, I mean, Mark, no one would have seen the result against Hibs coming for Motherwell last week. Uh, the, the the problem for tomorrow, perhaps, is that is the home form has been really poor and battered at home by St. Johnson, battered at home by Hamilton. It's Livingston tomorrow. I don't know if you... I know you're not big on social media. Our colleague Andrew McLean, um, he's been crunching the numbers. We need to get this guy a hobby because he's obviously got too much time in his hands. Um, but interesting, he, he, he tweeted earlier, I think it was yesterday, talking about the home advantage this season You know without yeah. fans So far in the league this season Home wins 70 uh-huh. Away wins 70 Wow Bang on Bang yeah. on equal so far Which I would imagine Goes against the grain Of previous seasons Yeah and it, and it just goes to show you How important um, Home fans are When you've got them uh, Behind you um, In a stadium That's a That's a a really good start. Um, I think Motherwell will, will, will be fine. God will get there. As I said, thirty-five points is the mm. kind of the sort of golden number you want to get to. A really good card tomorrow. I think it's a really exciting card tomorrow, and obviously Sunday uh, as well has got, got its own implications. But uh, Ross County Kilmarnock is is absolutely yeah. massive. Yeah, I was going to say Hugh because we set that up talking about Motherwell. If if you're one of the teams above them, you're looking at Ross County Kilmarnock. They can't both win, so you you know that that, that gives you a chance to to capitalise. But for those two clubs that are involved, massive. Yeah, and you also look at Hamilton Aggies at Pataudry. Uh Now, surely, I mean, Derek McInnes has had a, a fairly poor season uh, with Aberdeen. I know that players have been sold from underneath him and it's been a hard shift for him, but Aberdeen have surely got to think they can beat the bottom club at Pataudry. Uh And as you say, Ross County and Kilmarnock can't both win. Libby must be feeling sore, lost a cup final, turned over by Rangers in midweek. Motherwell, if they beat them, and I believe they will, it could be a really good weekend for TJ, for Graham Alexander, and for the presenter of Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL as well, don't forget him. Uh, funny though, that's exactly the type of fixture the Aki's might just win, Mark, isn't it? That, that's what they do. Yeah, I mean, I, I was at the game on, on Wednesday night, uh, St. Johnson Hamilton, uh, one each, Hamilton put a good performance, terrific goal from Callaghan. Um, Derek McInnes was there, you know, doing his, doing his homework on yep. the opposition, made the journey down from Aberdeen, so big game tomorrow there too. Right, thank you TJ, right, you've got three more to get on this, and I'll confirm um, it, I'm sure this guy started against Barcelona and won number well, seven. He's one of the lone players from Spanish football, you need to give him any initials. Mm. Well, funnily enough, he's kind of known as, as just, just one, one name. name. <laughs> yeah. Which begins with M That's his initial Mido. Mm, uh, no, 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 that's um, the Egyptian Miko name. Miku, I'll give Miku, you Miku, yeah, Miku uh, right, You yeah. remember him, Hugh? I do uh, Vaguely yeah. yeah, right, okay The two Rangers ones Go, go, go Is hey, it Joe Gardner or something? No He did, but he's I think he was just before ah, right, So okay. it's not a bad shout So, so he's so after So we're going to Is this is a proper Pedro Cachina signing, I'm sure 
Who was other striker they signed? No, that, honestly, no. this guy barely. He, he, I think he played once. Right, okay. He became almost that. like a weird. Like I wouldn't cool. go as far as saying a cult figure because he, he very rarely played. Oh. But what's the initials in? Again, no, no, oh, no, one. one. <laughs> D. Oh, oh, I was going to say Daniel. Well, it's there's not a million miles off that. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Dalcio. Oh God, Dalcio. Yeah, yeah, remember him. Yeah, yeah. Right, the other one's actually much easier. He's Scottish. He is currently on loan at Hibs. No, it's not Jimmy Murphy. It is. Yeah, Jimmy yeah, Murphy. Jimmy Murphy. Yeah, Jimmy Murphy. Okay, that was a good question. Hugh Cavens will speak to you tomorrow. Mark Greedy, thanks as always. Thank you to you. Thanks for keeping us company on a Friday night. Much appreciated. All your calls and your tweets. We are back tomorrow at two. It is a huge. Weekend. When you talk about the business end of the season, well, this could be the weekend that the title is won. But a lot has to happen before then, and some huge games at the middle and bottom of the league as well. So make sure you join us at two o'clock. We've got a man who's had a traumatic day coming up next. George is in on GBX Fridays. One Super Scoreboard with Call Robert Accident Repair. NHS staff use code 67 for 10% off all repairs.